Good afternoon, goons. I'm your host, Chris Vega. Chris from Brooklyn. It's Notes of a Goon. I am joined, as always, by my regular producer, Michael Harrington. Why am I a regular? I thought I was stalwart. Typically, I would call... You know what, Mike? Let me get right into this. I have a bone to pick with you. Can I have my bone drop, please? This is not the same drop as last time we did this. What are you talking about? It's a bone drop. You know, you're playing to my 90s sensibilities, Mike. And I respect that. But what's going on in my headphones? There we go. Uh, Sorry, uh, I was trying to bring down the music for the for the drop, and I accidentally just took your headphones yeah, down. My okay. bad. It's fine. Now, uh, the reason why you are a regular producer is, Mike, uh, you have been lying to me, I'm going to say, for months now. Okay. Um, lied. It, it's, not, it's one thing that you lied to me, Mike, but you lied to the audience. When? When I said uh, you were at your brother's wedding with your girlfriend, Alex Scarlato, uh, producer here at Gas Digital, uh, and you said, not my girlfriend, that's my roommate. Like some weird- was factually correct like at a, the time. Like a lesbian in the 70s. That was the case at the time. You're lying again now. No, I'm not. How long, Mike? Mm-hmm. I've been saying on the show for months that you guys are clearly banging. Okay. I'm pretty sure I caught you guys making out in the green room at the uh, at the comedy club, and you lied about that, Mike. Now, I'm giving you a chance. Look, look I, I said, you can lie to me and gaslight me all you want, Mike. Don't lie to the audience. We're on the air, and I will not have you lie to the audience. Never lied to any of the 7 How billion people who you, listen to this show. Billion people. 7 billion. Never lied to any one of them. How long have you been banging Alex? Uh, for for a bit now. I did catch you making out in the basement of Brooklyn Comedy Club. Yes or no? We're making out. Like you were kissing. I caught you kissing, kiss. and you were like, "No, I was helping her edit." Like I don't know what two people who just stopped kissing look like, Mike. Like I've never seen people. I've never walked into a room when people had just stopped kissing before, Mike. Everybody knows who that look is. Uh huh. Is that weird smug self satisfaction? It's like when you eat the last piece of bacon that you put to the side in a bacon egg and cheese, but a little more sensual, Mike. That's what that look is. I knew what it was. I knew what it is, and I took you aside and I said, "You lied to me, Mike. You lied to me." And you said, "No, I didn't." I I swear to God, Chris. I didn't say I swear to God. Did you not. Said, say you did it. say I swear. Okay. Well, I swear a lot. I swear on the air constantly. Hmm. Hmm. I'm a swearing man. Hmm. Uh huh. You lied to me, Mike. All right. Look, the definition of stalwart: loyal, reliable, and hardworking. Hmm. Alex told me. Now, why did she tell people? you? Now, this is the actual thing that I'm curious about now. Why did she tell you she didn't want anybody to know? She didn't. But w- she no, she didn't want people to know. Why? I don't know. It's her. You were obviously going to find out. It's her business, not mine. It was one of those You never things. asked? Yeah, I mean, so here's the thing, right? Like she you know, she you know Alex's story as well mm-hmm. as just about anybody. She was in a relationship for 10 years, mm-hmm. jumped to a rebound like immediately. She was like, "Yeah, I just want to be single for a little bit. I don't want to be answering questions about how my boyfriend is doing at every fucking social gathering." You know what I mean? Like let me just live my life for a little bit and see what that's like. And it's like, all right, if that's what she wants to be doing, like, 
it's not my place to be like, no, I'm gonna fucking people gotta know that I fuck you. It's like So you a rebound to a rebound relationship, Mike? Yeah, what does yeah, that make yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'm the I'm You're a worn out elastic band on an not, underwear, on an I, old underwear. I remix the remix. That's what I did. You just you just swirling around Alex's pussy like a paint can then, huh? Uh-huh. Whatever, dude. Look, at the end of the day, I'm like, look, if you're willing to fuck me, like you make the rule, you win. You know what I mean? Well, that's a ter- that's a terrible philosophy. No, it's um, not. I do not endorse that. That is not the position of this sh- program. It's the position of me. I'm just, that is not the position of this program. I okay. just want I just want to put that out to the listeners that Whatever. you've been lying to for months. What do you? When was I lying? When I said you, I gave you at least one example. You've denied it multiple times. Here's the thing that really. Wore, right, she here's the thing that really. Here's the thing that really bugs me about this. While you were already hooking up with her. Uh, I said to you, you said you're moving in with Alex. Now, I had chosen to believe your lie because I <laughs> thought we were friends. <laughs> so I had chosen to... Be- and it, here's the thing, Mike. If you had said, hey, I am banging Alex. Please stop bringing it up on the air. Please don't talk to people about it. Do not think... I would have talked about it so much less than other than the fact that I clearly knew you were lying to me. Yeah. So here's the thing. Alex and I did have a conversation uh-huh. uh, long ago where we said the one person we should tell before everybody else, the funniest person we could tell, be Chris from Brooklyn. And then you decided to tell Big J Okerson instead. No, we told Lu- I told Lewis first. Lewis okay. has known him for months and months and months. What the fuck? Yeah. I told, well, all right. So I told Lewis because he wanted to make a whole bit about it on fucking Fight Journal mm-hmm. about, you know, who I was hooking up with and how it was ruining my training work ethic and all this other shit. And I was like, look, I will tell you who I'm fucking if you promise that it never ends up in Fight Journal. Mm-hmm. And he said, okay. And I told him. And he was like, get the fuck out of here. And he talked about it very codedly on a number of different platforms, but not Fight Journal. <laughs> if you had told me to stop bringing it up on the air, I would have never brought it up on the air a- anywhere. As it is now, I have had to bring it up on three different podcasts. <laughs> what are the three? This, High Society, and Real Ass Podcast. <laughs> okay, so here's the thing. Um, it was never and probably like a, Skanks, actually, so far. It was never like a, um, you know, they can't know kind of thing. It was always like a thing where we knew people were going to find out. It was going to mm-hmm. be funny when they did and whatever. Um, well, here's how, here's the real thing is you, by just telling me and telling me to shut up about it, could have spared yourself random, isolated incidents of embarrassment. There was no, I was never embarrassed. Uh, what about when I pulled everyone at the comedy club and said, hey, yo, if a bitch is picking you up somewhere, she's sucking your dick, right? And you were like, no, she's not sucking my dick. Because she was picking you up from work in a car. Uh-huh. And I said, I pulled, I specifically only asked black guys because <laughs> I knew it would sting worse. <laughs> but if a bitch is picking you up in a car, you're smashing. Okay, so what you were saying... Right there was that I was gonna go get to have sex with Alex, and me, right, being the good guy, following Alex's wishes was like, nah, I'm, I'm not gonna. Yeah, but if you had just told me when I confronted you after catching you guys clearly kissing in the basement, and honestly, let's let's point this out: it's not like I was trying to catch you kissing. I was coming downstairs to offer you guys cocaine, <laughs> being a good friend, and then being lied to. Okay, but here's the thing. Right now, flip side of the coin. Mm-hmm. 
Everybody in that circle agreed that I was about to go get my dick sucked by Alex. I can't tell you, right, based on the rules, based on my the definition of stalwart, me being loyal, reliable, and hardworking in my relationship. Are you producing the relationship, Mike? You're a stalwart producer. I, I produced this relationship, yes, mm. through fucking hard work. <laughs> I was homeless two years ago, and now I got my dream girl. So fuck you. <laughs> How about so, that? So- Dream girl. Don't say dream girl on the air. She is. You're not 50 years old. Okay. I mean, you know, whatever. I stand by this. Tried for, you know, four years to. When you lose your job and you guys have to move back into her mom's house together, it's really going to put a lot of pressure on this relationship. Yes. I'm not going to lose my job. Hmm. That's not what I heard. Um, You know what, Mike? I'm going to throw this out there. You were going to fire me? No. Okay. You you can't lose this job. It's impossible. You just found out I've been lying to you for months, and I'm still not even considered fired. Well, I was gonna—I was actually gonna say—I'll I'll reinstate your stalwart producer title mm-hmm. as opposed to regular producer, because I'm realizing as we're having this conversation, Mike, that had you told me when I initially confronted you about this, when Alex was picking you up constantly from everywhere we were, from here, the comedy club, just on the street, and it was weird, and you were like sneaky going into her car, sneaky going into her car. (laughs) You're like, I'm walking this way. And I'm like, yeah, Mike, that's where the train is. I usually just walk the other way to be a good friend, like towards your apartment, back when you lived a few blocks away. And then you just got in her car. I'm like, sneaky getting into cars? (laughs) Whatever, man. And I realized that had you told me, all right, look, I'm banging Alex. You shut the fuck up about it. I wouldn't have gotten a bunch of content when I was trying to stretch. So you got your stalwart back, Mike. It's funnier. It's just funnier all around. Mm. Right? You got to get your little innuendos out. And it's like, yo, I can't brag about banging my girlfriend. Right? That's true. But if you put it out there like, yo, you're going to bang this chick, and I try to be Mr. Cool, like, nah. I'm that not was getting not my your dick thought wet. process. It was a you were literally like, please stop. Nah. You said, please stop. <laughs> Whatever. Everybody out there knew I was going to fuck that chick. And it's like, that kind of makes it look pretty cool. Mm. I didn't I had to look really cool. I literally had to. Black guys. I think, you know what? I think I'm really good at this job. Dude, lying about not getting pussy is so cool. If you lie and tell your boys, I'm not getting pussy, and they all agree, nah, he's definitely going to get pussy. That's way cooler than somebody who's like, yeah, I got a ton of pussy. Right? Yeah, even if they're not lying. People that, who brag on pussy are kind of gay. That's what I'm saying. It's like, are you fucking bitches for your boys? That's pretty gay. Uh, I was talking to some people uh, recently, and uh, one of them was really bragging on some pussy. Okay, and, so I know Dylan, too. No, not Dylan. <laughs> Come on. Brag on that pussy? Come on. But one of the, and the other guy was significantly more famous, like a fa- like relatively famous person who'd been famous for a long while. And okay, uh, so this is Bob Saget and me and Bob Saget were talking to Dylan. <laughs> Skankfest, we're doing coke. Um, no, but uh, it was just like kind of like I walk over the table, I was like, yeah, like everybody got like it was about like getting suspect pussy back in the day. You know what I mean? Like, something that could come back to be like, oh, this was like... And I was like, yeah, I sold hard drugs for years. Like, I've got some... I got some B2s in me. And he was just like, no, 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 this. And I go, oh, right, yeah, you were famous back when you could still just pull your cock out and it was fine. 
You know what I mean? Like it was just like kind of that kind of situation. And this other person who didn't have either of those things under his belt, much younger, still pushing forth the lie on the getting too much pussy. Wait, what do you mean lying on? Like saying like, no, like I got like a bunch of those twos. Like one, you're too young. Two, both of us have just given you the reasons why what we did were could be easily could be construed as wrong from jump. Like if a girl comes to your house to buy pills, and she sucks your cock, and you give her the pills for free, that can always come back to haunt you. I never did that though. Sure, that was the other guy. Yeah. Um. I didn't know she was going to suck my cock. I didn't know all those girls were going <coughs> to suck my cock. Um, but yeah, Mike, you, I'll reinstitute your stalwart status because we just got a good 10 minutes of radio out of this. But for 12, no other reason. 12.45. Well, part of that was my story. Okay. Well, And then the drop. What was the... Oh, right, right, right. We did the... I stand by that being a great drop. This is a good drop. You should you should pull a clip of it and have it as an actual. That's our bone to pick drop because it keeps coming up, and you keep going. Oh, I don't know where the thing is. See, I'm a pretty good producer too, Mike. Moving on. Mike, we live in a dead city. Ooh. Remember when we did that bit every week for the first thirty episodes of the show? Spooky city. I've been thinking a lot about how uh, it's like basically a year. It's about to be almost a year since the second lockdown, right? Right after Thanksgiving was when everything locked back down. That's when shit got real depressing for a little while. Like that couple of months, December, January, February last year were pretty brutal. Remember that? Yes. I just want to pay homage to the fact that like it's clearly not happening again. The numbers are not rising despite the fact that they were saying that they were going to. Like we're going to have. I said it at um, Brooklyn Comedy Club the other day. You brought me on stage, and I was like, how great is it to be in a room with all these people when it's cold out? It's been two fucking years. You know what I mean? That's like a weird thing that I had that thought. Like, you're in a warm room with a bunch of people having a good time while it's cold out, which is, and we haven't had that in this city in two fucking years. And it's a beautiful thing, Mike. I mean, dude, this was... This weekend at Brooklyn Comedy Club. Well, you is, had sold out shows all weekend. I had sold out shows. Bro, I had a sold out show at fucking 2 p.m. I heard. I had, I had four sold out shows on uh, on Saturday. And then midnight the midnight Saturday, that you hosted was yeah, a was, banger too. I mean, it was what, 25 people there, 30 people for a midnight on a Saturday? That's great. Yeah. In that, like, in that neighborhood where people aren't really looking for that sort of entertainment necessarily? Yeah, I mean, the New York Comedy Festival was really kind to us. And then I think it was just people were in town for comedy. Which is like such a weird thing by the end of a weekend. What do you mean? Two comedy festivals in two weekends, I could say, that by the end of a weekend, it's very weird to be around people who have watched that much comedy. Like, I'll, t- I'll tell you this. So we were at Skankfest last week. We talked about it, obviously, on the last show. But um, f- fucking, I watched a ton of comedy while we were at Skankfest. Like, obviously, I watched... I watched uh, a couple of roast battles. Obviously, I judged a roast battle, but like I watched the 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 LA roast battle. I watched a couple of those. I watched live podcasts, which is something that I would never really have interest in in real life, just because I was like, "Oh, what are these guys going to do?" Um, obviously, I, talking about dad meat. 
Yeah, that's the only one I watch. <laughs> no, but it's like, yeah, literally, what are these guys going to do? Yeah. And come were... out on stage and threaten to throw knives at the crowd. Yeah. I love them. And fucking uh, uh, Colin put his dick through a poster, which everybody saw. Um, this guy's rule. But you know what I'm saying? He's like, even, but by, and I didn't, I didn't watch it have as much comedy as all these people. And it's like, people were still excited at midnight to see stand-up. And I was like, holy shit. That's fucking crazy. But yeah, this was more about the dead city coming back. And it's like truly, look, a winner in New York. Because they didn't have the tree last year, right? Did we have a tree? Was the tree lighting? Yeah, there was a tree. For but sure. you're not allowed, you weren't allowed to ice skate. I think so, yeah. That's what I'm saying is like, you know, I don't have a lot of feelings, Mike. You know, we talk about that on the show. But there's something, there's something good about knowing people can go into a crowded bar amongst strangers during the holidays in New York City. You know what I mean? And, like, people are going to be a little nicer. You know what I mean? You, you get what I mean? Like, a Wednesday night on a sh- like, when you're feeling sad, and you can kind of, like, if you're lonely, you can kind of force, you can force yourself, whereas, like, you couldn't do that for the last two years. This is not, like, a funny, I understand that this is not a funny break, but I just wanted to talk about it. It's something I've been thinking about, and I'm kind of glad to see come back. How do you feel? I mean, it does feel like you're, like there's more one-night stands around the holidays. You know what I mean? Oh, of course there are. Like this time of year, it's like, yo, it's cold out, right? People are chilling in a bar. You're there, you're willing to stay in the bar later because you don't want to go out in the cold. And I'll say even this about the one-night stands. Like, I think they dip back down after New Year's. Oh, yeah. First dude, of all, obviously. Everybody's miserable in the city. Obviously, New Year's resolutions making these hoes be a little more tight-legged. But I think also people are like, look, here's the thing. You know when you're going to encounter, you're going to encounter at at just a bar. I'm not saying at a club or whatever. You're going to encounter almost more stinky pussy in the winter because of the layers. Yeah, I mean, that's just, well, I don't know, though, because you're outside all day pussy in the summer when it's hot out. I mean, if you're hooking up with a chick who hasn't gotten home to front, yeah, but sundress, still fine. Mm. If a bitch is wearing pants all day in the summer and she's been out since, like, you got to talk to a girl. If she's been like, yeah, we went to brunch and she's wearing jeans and it's you know midnight, may, you're gonna ha- you might have an issue, but that's a rarity. Usually, people are going home to freshen up a bit. I don't know, dude. It's New York. When I leave the house in the morning, I'm out. You are a fucking hobo. <laughs> all right, that's fair. Like, you're a fucking psychopath. Like, it, 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 I'm just saying, I'm glad, yeah, people are going to get their one-night stand on for Christmas. That's some of the only, look, some of the only human interactions some men get all year is when girls are sad they can't be with their family right before Thanksgiving. Also, since it's winter, I'll put this out there. Have I talked about on the show how savage the Lower East Side is on Valentine's Day? If you're a single oh, man... Yes. I've talked about it. Oh, we have done this. Well, just to reiterate, because it was a year ago, probably, right? Sure. Okay, to reiterate, with winter coming, I said th- I said this to you last year. This was my advice to you, correct? Uh-huh. But bars weren't open. Fucking the Lower East Side reverses polarity for one day a year. It's alternate universe world, where I was barking for a show every Wednesday at Local 138 for a year. When I first started comedy. And I remember I was barking for it on Valentine's going to meet my girl after the show. And fucking 
every week you would see roving bands of dudes and then girls being like, ew, get away from me. It's Wednesday. I'm out with the girls. It reversed polarity on the Proton Pack on February 14th. There were bitches... You know when you see a group of dudes and there's two of them kind of broken off out from the conversation and they're dead-eyed and you could tell? They, it's like, you know what would-bees are, Mike? No. Would-bees, you ever have a bee fly at you and it looks like it has a giant stinger at the end of the summer? Mm. Those, that's not a stinger. That's that bee's dick. Those are would-bees. They don't have stingers, Mike. Uh, they are so horny because they're about to die that they think your face is a lady bee and they're trying to fuck your eye socket. That's a fucking fact, Mike. When you see a bee like that with that like weird stinger that hangs off the back of the thorax, that's its dick. That's a hurtful dick. Doesn't sting. Right. It's better than getting stung. I'd rather get fucking raped by a bee in the mouth than stung by a bee in the mouth. I'm just going <laughs> to throw that out there. Um, but, uh, so you'd see, when you see that, that, that weird look in the men's eye and they almost think you're a woman and then they go, oh no, no, that didn't register. And they keep walking. Women are doing that on Valentine's Day in the Lower East Side. Go out to the bars. Treat yourselves, goons. Treat yourselves. Tell them Chris Vegas. Say, promo code goon when you get that pussy is what I'm saying. Yo, use promo code goon. Get yourself like a, like a bunch of them like little single roses and just walk around handing them out to bitches. That's actually the real move, I think. If you just like... What you got to do is you got to put them in a book bag. Uh-huh. So you give one to a bitch and see if she accepts it and she's into it. And if she just walks away, <laughs> now you got that bag full of roses. You know what I saw somebody had? A fucking merchant? A fucking roses with a balloon tied around them? So it was a rose inside a clear balloon? All right, that's kind of tight. That is, by the way, the most 16-year-old Puerto Rican girl gift possible. I dig it. A single one. balloon or a single rose... Is what you give to a young Hispanic girl. Uh-huh. I learned that growing up in Brooklyn. I mean, dude, just the fact that you got something that's got thorns in it inside of a balloon, you're kind of a badass. That's oh damn, I didn't even think of all that. I right. thought it was just to make it look like the um because you know it's in that globe. I thought it was to make it look like the beauty and the beast rose. Oh, that that's actually pretty sick too. But you also gotta be super gentle and fucking mm. fragile ass balloon, B. Mm. Just like that bitch's virginity. Mm-hmm. Moving on. We're talking about all this. I gotta actually give some advice to somebody. We, you know, we do advice on this show. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. You go to askthegoon at gmail and we will give you life advice. Um, but I gotta give some. I was on the train on the way here, Mike, and I saw a guy. I'm gonna say it was like a attempting really hard to look. Pre- seemed kind of gay. What was gay about it? You know, remember the gay kid from the movie Clueless? Uh, Remember she like went on a date with a guy that she was into and it turned out he was gay? Huh. No. Because, oh, we're going to yeah, talk yeah, more yeah, about yeah, the movie yeah. Clueless in a Justin little bit. Justin Walker. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So he kind of had that vibe, but he's with a chick. He's got like loafers on, like like a turtleneck under, like way too early in the year. He was doting on this woman. Doting. I'm talking about like head on the shoulder on the train, doting. I was like, that's cute. And then she just goes, you know, you don't have to be here if you don't want to be here. Man was doting. And so now I'm like, well, now I'm all in on this. This I like put my magazine away, put it in the bag. And I was like, now I'm listening to this conversation. 
So it was like, the guy is, you know, classically handsome. I wouldn't even say classically handsome, but he was trying and wasn't an ugly guy. Okay. Like, he was a good-looking guy. Blonde, good-looking. I would say haircut, a little outdated. Probably outfit, a little outdated. But they're talking, and she's going, and I, I hear the argument go from, yeah, you made me feel like you didn't really want to be here. He's like, he's like, I do want to be here. Now, I'm talking about this was a much more attractive man than this person. As somebody not attracted to men, I felt like this guy could do better than this woman. She was not hot, Mike. Like, like it's looking at her face, I could tell her thighs had a lot of cottage cheese on them. Does that Oof, make sense? Yes. And she, it wasn't even like she had a fat face, but you could just tell she had a... It was not... You could tell it was going to be a situation. Um, and I, I, I hope he's listening somewhere. Because I heard her say well, there's I mean, too many shoes. People. Yeah, seven odds million. are. Yeah. Uh, I, I heard her say uh, um, there's too many shoes in our house. We need shoe storage. And he was wearing these like, this is where I'll call them. This is why I thought he was wearing like, you know the old school loafers with the tassels? Yes. He was wearing those with Argyle socks. He was trying. And a turtleneck. It was too many things going on. I mean, that seems like a guy who's clearly closeted, right? And yeah. is just putting up with the bitch, being a bitch. It seems like maybe she was paying the rent. Mm. Um, but she was like, we need shoe storage. Just 200 pairs of shoes around the apartment. And I go, just start an Instagram account. You can make some money off that. You got all them shoes. We know a guy who makes Instagram money off his shoes. I don't think he makes Instagram money, but... He's got a lot of followers. He's got some followers. I'm sure you can get an endorsement or two if you fucking have a lot of followers. Yeah, especially in the shoe world. That makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah, like a shoe cleaner or something. Whatever, Mike. Whatever. All I'm saying is leave that bitch. If a girl, just in general, it was a young, it seemed like a younger man, older chick. He seemed like maybe late 20s. She seemed maybe early 30s. If a woman, if you are clearly doting on a woman on the subway, and she goes, you don't have to be here if you don't want to be here. Fucking leave. Is the best advice I can give to anybody if somebody fucking says that to them and they're not in the midst of a fucking fight. The only time that is acceptable to say is if somebody's just bitching at you constantly. You can kind of be like, if you don't want to be here, feel free to leave. But you have to be being yelled at. You know what I mean? Already. If somebody just comes out with that, like, like you have to be yelling at the person for it to be acceptable for them to say that to you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be actively being shitty to a person for them to be like, then let's break up. If somebody just says that out of the blue, or like, if you're just like, I don't want to, I don't want to see that movie, well then, you don't have to be here. Like, if it's short of a screaming match, that's an unacceptable thing to say. But it is the thing, like, look, if you have that out, always take it. Yes. Always. It's your idea, bitch. I'm out. I think that's the fucking right. And that goes Make to all the women listening to the show, too. If your man gives you that out, there's the door. Especially if he's offering to fucking buy you out. Sometimes you got to buy yourself out of a situation like that. 
Look, if you're in a, if you're in fucking in a relationship and you want to get out of it and you got the upper hand financially, understand the best way to get out of that relationship. Also, on the flip side of this is you got you might have to pay that first and last in the security, or go back to couch surfing, baby. Well, yeah. If you're you, you can go back to couch surfing. I'm just saying. Dick- I'm just saying. If you're if you're if you, if you all of a sudden are rich and you want to break up with Alex, right? I'm not saying that's going to happen. I'm just using the example in front of me. And she's now broke, and you're now rich. And say her parents are not available, right? Well, whatever. If she wants to get rid of you, let's. This is way more plausible. This is way more plausible. Way more plausible. When she eventually wants to get rid of you, because I assume she's got some sort of financial windfall because she's employable. Um, a good way to do that is be like, oh, you want to you, you want to get out of here because we're fighting too much? Here you go, and just peel off a couple of grand. I assume she's going to be smacking you with money as some sort of fetish by this point. And be like, his first, last security, bam, get the fuck out. Kick rocks. Figure it out. Nah, that feels too final. Because it's like, yo, why am I going to be putting... Why am she's I gonna, a woman. She can always get you back. But why invest... Really you. <laughs> why invest like 4400 into being like, get the fuck out of my life? Way cheaper than a fucking divorce settlement five years later. Guess. I'm just saying, sometimes you got to spend money to make money, Mike. Chris, I don't like this idea one bit. It's like, yo, if you just tell them to get out and then they leave. Well, yeah, you try that first. (laughs) But if they're like, we got to work on this. The next time you get into that argument, just peel off a couple grand. Here's the thing. If they don't take it, you know they're really there for you. This is the best advice I've ever given. That guy can't take this advice because he's got a shoe problem. <laughs> loafers with tassels. Jesus Christ. If you wear loafers with tassels and you're not at a funeral for an uncle, what the fuck is happening? Loafers with tassels. Still. 2021. Hmm. Moving on. <laughs> Mike, you're the MMA expert on the show, yes? Uh, by de- by default. No, no, you are you're you're Michael Bisbing's guy. I am on some days. You're, you're his guy, so I trust you with all of the MMA information that I need. Because if Michael Bisbing can trust you, I trust you. Okay, right? F- fucking former champion, the Count Michael Bisbing, UFC Hall of Famer. Right? One of his fights is in the Hall of Fame, correct? Uh, One of his... No, I think he's in the Hall of Fame, period. Okay. Yeah. So there you go. Um, So I feel like I have to trust you on this. So earlier today, as we're recording this, uh, John Jones okay. uh, tweeted um, that he had... Perhaps he had to... You, you can probably find it. Perhaps he had to hit rock bottom to truly grow. He also tweeted out that he's not sure what kind of unique heavyweight he's going to be. No, he said that he, uh, he, somebody got him real good on Twitter. He was like, this training session was a lot harder than what I'm used to. I was like, yeah, those uh, legit heavyweights probably hit harder than your wife. Wow, 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 wow. Um, here it is. Maybe rock bottom was the foundation I needed. Yes, that's it. Maybe. Uh, I uh, love this guy, McGregor Rousey, super fan. Oh, yeah. Yeah, all the greats have to go through domestic violence to reach their true potential. I mean, 
a surprising amount of the greats went through domestic violence to reach their true potential. I mean, pull that back up though. So now he's talking about this domestic violence against his wife, which I don't even know what were the what were the details of this. Uh so there there are no uh details haven't been released yet. <clears throat> um all that we know is that police were called to the home of John Jones. Um yeah, because of a domestic violence call and he is like awaiting trial and the UFC is going to see what the law says they want to do with him. Okay, right. can we look up because at this point, every time John Jones gets arrested, I just laugh, screenshot the article, and send it to Shakes, Stanley, and maybe you, and just with the just with LOL, because I just this can't be his rock bottom. This is still a level up from some of the things he's done. Okay, so his Wikipedia, right? Uh-huh. As you can see here, do they have a controversy section? They do have a controversy section. Okay, um, eye pokes. Mm-hmm. That's not really a rock bottom situation. Let's let's read some. Oh, this is because he used to not clip his fingernails, and he had because he because of his chicken legs. No, so there was a thing where there was a documentary that was filmed, um, and in the documentary he talks about uh, extending his fingers, right? And he's like, "Yeah, people call me out on it. They say I'm eye poking or whatever." And he looks at the camera and laughs and goes, "Yeah, but that shit works." So it's like he's a known cheater. Like he's he's that's part of his game, right? Like the he's very Ric Flair esque, right? He or, yeah. or Eddie Guerrero. He lies, he cheats, he steals. Well, he but also used to he legit. He's righty, right? Uh, I don't know. I remember, I think he, I know he switched stances, but I he used to not. I feel like he used to not. Yeah, maybe he was coming for the hook with the left, and he used to not clip his fingernails on his right, and it was like obvious in the fights mm. and he would like come across because you now you're really scared to get that shit in your fucking face and which is like also like the biggest disrespect if you're in like a jujitsu school and you puss off your shoes and you have like a toenail you know what I mean like but that's not that that's alright that's not a rock bottom being caught out as a blatant cheater let's see what else he's got here in under the controversy section uh well there was the altercation with Daniel Cormier uh-huh. um during a promotional event for UFC 178, uh, they got into a bit of a scuffle. Uh, they, you know, Jones uh, threw a punch. Cormier grabbed him by the throat. They knocked over some, you know, banners and signs and things like that. And uh, you know, had a scuffle similar to what me and Dylan had on stage the real last podcast. But that's also that's that's perfectly fine. That's not really a rock bottom situation. Let's see what's next. All right, uh, a hit and run conviction. Oh, a hit and run conviction. I remember this. This was, uh, I believe. He uh, uh, crashed into a pregnant lady. <laughs> and then did he not uh, hide in the woods until morning? Um, I don't remember. I do remember he hid under the ring, right, when USADA was yes. coming to test him. Which isn't even on this. Uh, but I don't see anything about him hiding in the woods. Let me see. Oh, allegedly fled the scene of the crash on foot, leaving an injured pregnant woman behind in another vehicle. The incident was witnessed by an off-duty police officer who identified the suspects as an African-American man wearing a white shirt. And hold pants. on, hold on. This happened in Albuquerque. Uh-huh. And they saw an African-American man running away from a scene of a hit and run. Uh-huh. And uh, that police officer immediately called the precinct and said, hey, somebody go get John Jones. <laughs> um... 
Jones then returned to the scene to grab cash from the vehicle before fleeing again. Paperwork found in the rental was under the name Jonathan Jones. Inside the Silver Buick SUV, law enforcement found a pipe with marijuana inside of it. Though initially wanted for questioning, he could have a simple misdemeanor. Jones' charge was elevated to felony on April 27th for injuring a purpose person and purposely leaving the scene of an accident. That's what he went to jail over and lost his title for. Yes. Yeah. I seem to remember that he fled on foot and it came out that he didn't go right home. He hid. First of all, that's what you do if you're high as shit. You commit a crime and you hide. Dude, the amount of times when I was like 16 and like broke a window or like punched a guy and ran away and like just hid in like a dark place somewhere for like, oh, this is before phones. Like mad long. You know what I mean? Like as long as, dude, I remember once I was coming back from seeing the tree in Rockefeller Center, actually, with a bunch of mooks from uh, Sheepshead Bay. What? Yeah, uh, that's so gay. They wanted to go. I was the youngest, and I had to go with them. I uh, they were all older than me, and they made me. Um, and uh, 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 this guy on the way back, one of the guys was talking about. Fucking some guy's chick very loudly on the train to that guy. Wait. And then the guy got up, and this kid, Joe, punched him in the face. Wait, let me get this straight. Uh-huh. So your boy... Uh-huh. Right? Was, after seeing the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center... Was talking shit to his other boy. I was like 15... No, they were like very loudly being like, Oh, we want to fuck your chick. Wait, the two... His, like, you guys were There was like friends. 10 of us. No, this was another random person on the train. Just some other dude. Yes. Said to one of the ten of you. No, no. This guy, one of the ten of us said to him that he wanted to fuck his chick. And the guy got up and got bit. He was an adult man. We, I was 16, maybe 15. They were all Wait, like. Was his chick present? Yes. Oh, that's, yeah. And He's then so that guy, And then, so he got, that guy got cracked and dropped. Got up. Had a badge and a gun on him. <sighs> left the station. The next stop, the train stopped. It was, uh, happened to be, luckily. This happened at Canal Street. They stopped the train at DeKalb Avenue. Uh, luckily, I uh, went to high school at the time near DeKalb Avenue and know the places to hide in that train station. Uh, they were doing construction on the escalator in the back. They literally arrested everybody except me. I hid behind the construction wall that I knew was unlocked where they were building the new escalator in the back of the DeKalb Avenue train station. And I hid there for, I counted, five trains. And I was like, all right, that's probably long enough. They were literally saying, yo, blue North Face, yo, blue North Face. But there were so many kids to arrest that the cops that had stopped the train had, there was like three girls that were with us. Which honestly, at that age, for that kind of group of guys, seven dudes, three girls, a good ratio. Impressive. Yeah. What were we talking about? John Jones. <laughs> that's like if I, right? That's like if I did something stupid tomorrow. And then said, well, I guess I had to hit rock bottom after telling you that story. <laughs> That's what this whole John Jones thing is. That's not even, I hadn't even thought about that for 15 years. Mm -hmm. Mike. Uh, okay, so here's the thing here. 911 calls made by hotel security guard when Jones' youngest daughter requested help. Um, apparently, uh, there was a domestic violence incident between Jones and his fiancee, Jesse Moses. Cops arrives in minutes, cutting Jones off as he was attempting to flee the scene. The guy just runs. He runs away from trouble constantly. 
Officers detained Jones began to investigate the situation while officers detained Jones. Other went to the room and further investigate to get Moses' side of the story. When they arrived at the room, they observed uh, her with blood on her face and clothing and a bump on her lip consistent with someone who had been struck. Couldn't put her down. I mean, is that, do we just... All right, so again... Just really... Even at heavyweight, just doesn't have the knockout power, you know? Yeah, I think we gotta... I think we gotta... She uh, was like, no, 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 no. He didn't hit me. This was his fingernail. I was going in for a kiss. <laughs> yeah, he... he uh, all right, so can we... Can we now change his Wikipedia? We should change Did you learn how to change Wikipedia's officially? I changed it for the, the, the Chocoladel one. Dude, people uh, were posting screenshots of how bad of a job you did at changing Chocoladel's Wikipedia in, disc- in the Discord. Uh-huh. And it's fucking hysterical. Go join the High Society Radio Discord. It's mostly people talking about other stuff and then this show now. Uh-huh. Uh, hold on. How do you fucking edit this? I want to do... So do we give him a no contest? Do we give him a loss? What do we do there? Because if you can't knock out a chick while you're training at heavyweight... Well, I'd say there was a run-in by the police, right? We'll go with pro wrestling rules here. So Okay. So a DQ... Yeah, but is the well if they 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 approach her and he no he gets a count out because he ran away. It's a count out loss. Uh, okay, article is semi protected. Yeah, we can't we can uh mm. can't change his win loss record, which sucks. Well, we can do it. We can do it in a week. He should have one loss by count out. <laughs> I'm also proud, by the way, that I—I uh, I just remember this. I'm the one that edited the uh, the Golden State Warriors, like when they won the uh, when they won the most games in fucking history, mm-hmm. like in in for whatever a team was. I'm the one that changed, uh, like on their Wikipedia to be like they hold the this team holds the record for most fucking undefeated, like most games without losing or whatever. You just gave a regular non comedic Wikipedia edit. Yeah, 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 but I'm the one. Who, no, 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 I'm the one who did it. That changes on me for all of eternity. It's never going to be changed again. You're bragging about this to me? Kind of rules. Ew, dude, fucking you. Say you make your mark in history, baby. You got to fucking put that shit on Wikipedia. All right. So do we say why is it so blurry, Mike? I'm trying to fix it. This camera's fucking up. Um. So do we say is this his rock bottom? That's the whole point of the thing. Is this domestic abuse, John Jones' rock bottom? I don't think so. I still say the hit and run on the pregnant lady. I say it's when uh, he beat up a crackhead for uh, trying to steal a lady's GPS out of her car. Wait, what? You didn't hear about this? No. So right before he wins the title, Mm -hmm. right, he was in Newark, New Jersey. The first time. First time, 19 years old. He was in Newark, New Jersey, meditating near a waterfall in some park in New Jersey. Here's a woman. That seems unlikely. No, it's true. Here's a a waterfall in a park in Newark, New Jersey? Yeah. Maybe Newark, one of the surrounding towns. Newark's a many-faceted city. I'll say this right now. Yeah. Uh, I, I maybe I said this on the show, but it, it, I didn't know there was a Portuguese district. Like it's super hood by the train, and you're like, "This is I got to get the fuck out of here." And then there's just you walk two blocks, and you're like, "Oh, well, I'm at a Brazilian steakhouse. It's wonderful." But uh, so he punched a crackhead. So the he hears a woman screaming while he's uh like doing his little meditation. He runs up to see what's going on, and apparently some crackhead was breaking into a woman's car. John Jones just fucking whoop kicked to the face, like put him down, and then him, Greg Jackson, and the rest of his team beat the shit out of this guy and detained him until police got there. Whoa. Right. 
how bad was he beaten? I mean, was he knocked out? I let's. I mean, he definitely did a better number on that guy than he did his fiance. But caught him flush with the kick. Um, GPS thief. Uh, yeah, John Jones catches Robert in Patterson, New Jersey, before UFC 128 victory. This is from like March 11. This was like the he was like a hero back when this happened, right? Look at this fucking. Yeah, guy. I mean that's not a rock bottom. He beat up a thief. Okay, but let's process this. Okay. Also, didn't get any blood on his white hoodie. Didn't get any blood on his white hoodie, sure. But also, right, now knowing what we know, that he's not actually a good guy, that he's not actually like a law-abiding citizen, he's a snitch, right? This guy's a drug addict just like John Jones. He was trying to get his fucking smoke oh, on. You know what I mean? Oh, that's a fair point. Like, you're a fucking crackhead, too. Why are you putting this yeah, you're guy... like a cokehead. Yeah. This guy's out just doing his fucking thing. You got to beat him up for good press, try to be the good guy. No, he oh, knew what, he knew what kind of a fucking scumbag he was deep down. Damn. And so what you're saying is also a close to rock bottom is when he took the spray can out of that kid's hand in the riots in Albuquerque. Yeah, well, no, I mean, that was just kind of, you know, he was protecting his... Uh... Dude, that's the most hilarious thing of all time. Dude, imagine... <laughs> He's got to be the most famous person walking around Albuquerque, right? Most likely, yeah. I mean, Walter White's not real. So it's got to be him then. By by, uh, aliens don't exist, right? It's got to be John Jones. Imagine you turn around and the only person that's famous from your city, who's famous for fucking hurting people, is standing behind you as you're doing graffiti, saying, "Give me the spray can." I kind of give him credit for that. That's certainly not a rock bottom. So you're saying him snitching on this crackhead is rock bottom? I mean. If you think about it, like, honestly, where he's at mentally and emotionally, he's about to go fight for a world title, and he knows he's a scumbag who's helping the police do their job, mm. putting this guy behind bars. Yeah, that is kind of a scummy move. He has, to like, it. he has to, like, look that man in the face and be like, I could be where you're at. Yeah, like, his wife, I feel like, it's his wife or his fiance. Fiance. She knew what she was getting into when she decided to marry John Jones, though. Uh-huh. When she took that ring, she was like, this might come with a crack across the face. You know what I mean? Like, how can this be the rock bottom? It's either, it's got to be either pregnant lady or crackhead attack. Crackheads, snitchy, snitchy, snitching is pretty bad, man. But hit and run on a pregnant lady, man. That's something we can all agree on is bad. Yeah, but like hit and run, then come back, get the cash, and then run again. Kind of gangster. It's kind of gangster. You're right. And it's like, yo, he went to jail over it, right? Like, he technically served his time. That's true. So it's like, you know, that's not... He came He's out. not going to go to jail over this, though. How could it, I'm just saying, he's like, how could it be like a rock bottom in the sense of like an addiction rock bottom? If you don't go to jail... I mean, he didn't know that pregnant bitch. He does know his fiance. Yeah, I guess he didn't know if she was pregnant. Like, I feel like John Jones has that kind of thing in him where he's like yeah i get in a cage and i hurt people for a living like human life is not all that valuable to me but his wife that's got to be like you got to look yourself in the eyes and be like oh what's his wife look like can we take a pull up a picture of her yeah his fiance whatever sure oh wow dude i have been angry at my chair You throw this out there. I feel like he can do better. I he a hundred percent could. This is like regular ass white lady. Yeah. She's Who pr- are those kids? I assume his. And they're just engaged? There's a nine year old there. There's a that's a twelve year old girl. 
So I don't know how many of them are uh, um, with whom he does. He shares three children. They have the name Leah, Carmen, and Olivia. Okay. So those are all his kids with her. Holy. This is why he acts up so much. That many fucking broads when you're an alpha male in the fucking house? Is- okay. Sure. You know, that's, that's- got to be maddening. That screams like a. That's a house that screams like fucking. Even the dog's a chick. You know what I mean? Yeah, it it it's it, fucking maddening. She was with him before the deal, though. All right, right. Props had the pregnant with the baby in two thousand eight. Probably looks the other way on the cheating. Stuck through him. Stuck with him through the fucking hit and run on a pregnant woman. Yeah. Down ass bitch. We're being honest. Like he had. He had, clearly knows he's doing coke. He had like four wins. He had four wins total in his MMA career by the time he uh, had their had his first kid with her. Well, to be fair, he probably just left the load in. That'll just happen. Yeah. But he wasn't a millionaire, and she stuck with him. Right. He was probably still kind of... He was Four wins, his, not in the UFC. His, all his wins aren't in the UFC, are they? Most of them are. He got signed to the UFC very, very young. But it probably wasn't a great contract. That was back in the day. Yeah, it was like he was definitely fighting on like 10 10, 15 15, like yeah. at best. Not great money. He was honestly probably closer to like 5 5. He was probably making what? Oh, so his 60 grand a year? So in his one, two, three, four, five, six fights in, he got signed to the UFC. So four fights in, she kept the baby. She kept the baby while he was fighting in USFL War in the Woods. That's, right? When he that was fighting is, uh, Ryan uh, Verrett in fucking Ledyard, Connecticut. In War of the Woods. That is the uh, gathering of the, the Juggalos for MMA. Yes. War in the Woods? War in the Woods, yes. War in the Woods. It's squirrels versus foxes. War in the Woods. All right. This might be his rock bottom. I, You've turned me around. I thought this was a recent fiance. I don't know much about John Jones' personal life because I'm not gay. Um, pull her up again. Uh, well, I mean, knowing what I now know, she's a lot more attractive. Yeah, I mean, you know, yeah, like for, honestly, for a chip for a four and fighter to pull that, I mean, honestly, grow she up, was John. just his girlfriend. Yeah, but that's the that's I mean, the like picture. this is it, right? This is the pay exactly right. Like that's she's still got picture. a corsage on from a, I'm guessing high school. Yeah, that right? no, that's like the a real college dance. And I'll be honest, that. That looks like a couple. Like it's not like it makes he, sense. he's a good looking dude, but it's not like that looks like a college couple. I mean, it looks like she pays his cell phone bill, but yeah, I mean, yeah, totally. It looks like she bought him an Xbox 360 when this photo was taken, <laughs> and he was like, "No, I needed to train for my first fight." I mean, which actually is kind of true. He is a looksy do fighter. But oh, to be, I mean, there he is kissing her. Which, see, when she has her fucking hair done, yeah, and when her she got rich, done, she's hot. Yeah, but like just like he got rich. better looking when he's rich. Here she's rich and she ain't that hot. Yeah, that's true. I mean, look, I'm just saying you're gonna keep the girl, get her tits done, and you know figure out you know not bad looking though. Take her to a hairstylist every now and then. Mm. I mean, look, this is the I guy, like that she's sticking to her roots. No pun intended. This is one of the guys who he fought, right? One of his biggest opponents, and that's the chick goose who he's bringing to the ring. Yeah, but he's Scandinavian. She's a that's a Scandinavian too. <laughs> <laughs> a Dude, my too. boy moved to Sweden with a Swedish chick and called me like I fucked up. I'm quoting him. Okay. And he was just like, I was like, what do you mean? He's just like, it's just 
It's not an ugly bitch in this country. Here's what he did say. I was like, are people weird that you're just like a black guy in Sweden? He's like, yo, it's not even the Swedish dudes. Yeah, he said he said the African guys in Sweden were are just so much more annoying than the Swedish guys trying to impress a black guy. He's like, the African black guys trying to impress an American black guy is the most obnoxious thing. How so? About living in Sweden. Well, you know how, like, I, I told the story about Lamont on the show, right? The bouncer at my club? Yeah. With, where the guy came in and was like, your name's Lamont? Oh, nice. I told that story. No. Oh, shit. So we were hanging out outside one night. I think you weren't even there. It was a Friday or something. It was your day off. And uh, this guy introduces a white hipster to Lamont, who's the bouncer at your club. And uh, Lamont goes, hey, nice to meet you. He goes, your name's Lamont? And this guy goes, nice. As if Lamont was a Cadillac. Um, it was a very funny thing to happen. Um, but like that's kind of how I feel about what we're talking. You know what I mean? Like, it's like, <sighs> I lost my train of thought. Look. All I'm saying, oh, with the fucking Cameroonians and fucking, that's what these guys were doing to him. They just kind of like wanted to, a lot of these like African immigrants to places, that, that happened to me. I've told the story on High Society. This guy from Cameroon kept bugging me to go into a strip club when I was in Japan. And I go, I go, bro, leave me the fuck alone. He goes, where are you from, man? I go, I'm from Brooklyn. He goes, yo, motherfuckers taught us how to hustle. Now you're going to knock mine. He fucking quoted a Jay-Z song at me. They just want to, they're, they're from the hoodest place ever. Africa is like the hardest place on earth to live. And they just want to be hood American dudes. It's ridiculous. But anyway, I'm not sure if this is John Jones's rock bottom. Uh, but we got to close this segment. Uh, any second now, we have to close the segment. Run back in here while you're doing work in the other room, Mike. I mean, look, all I'm saying is I didn't see anybody, like, put their arm across his neck and then jump up in the middle of the ring and then plant him down and then stand over him and drop a people's elbow. So, in my mind, John Jones hasn't even hit his rock He's bottom. He's got a rock bottom to hit yet. I mean, look. Can we call Dwayne Johnson? Get him on the damn phone. Be like, yo, you know, right? You bent. You were at Madison Square Garden. You put the BMF title around the waist to Jorge Masvidal. John Jones out here talking about how he needed this rock bottom as a foundation. If Dwayne Johnson rock bottoms John Jones to avenge his wife's lip, that will be his true rock bottom. That would be it. That would be it. I'm glad we tied all that together at the end there. I know I went off on some weird tangents. All right, let's move on. Mike, I got to talk to you about the movie Clueless. We were talking about it before a little bit, but I came to a realization the other day. When did the movie Clueless come out? Like 92, 94? Uh, yeah, that's what I think. Yeah, I feel like I was in junior high school when that came out. Maybe younger, maybe, maybe elementary school. 95. 95. So yeah, junior high school. I was 13. Uh, Alicia Silverstone. Remember how hot she looked? Just, I feel like if you like her biting her lip in that movie. I saw It was on in a bar or something the other day when I was out. 
and I'm looking, I'm going, God damn, she was fucking hot. I remember just thinking she was so, how, how old was she when that movie came out? She was uh, playing a 17-year-old. Let's see. Um, Alicia. And then put in Alicia Silverstone dumb face, because I want to illustrate how hot she is. <laughs> uh, while they were filming, let's see, she was born in 1976, okay. so she would be 19 in 1995 when it came out, okay. which means 17, 18 while they were filming. Oh, so she was the age of the character. Yeah. I was younger, fucking hot. I remember just being like, God, she's so she was so fucking hot. Stacey Dash, also super hot in that fucking movie. Was Stacey Dash in the movie or the TV show? She's in both. Stacey Dash. She was the only one in both. Uh, that makes sense. Her and the cunty redhead. I remember that show coming on Channel 11. Yeah, it was great. You watch the show on a regular? I mean, mm-hmm. I, I feel like I've seen it in passing. I mean, the guy from Scrubs was in it, and he was funny. He was also from the movie. Oh, no, he was in the movie. Not. Yeah, I don't was... know if I ever watched the show, if I'm being honest. I remember there being It would be on. It would be on. The girls were hot. So you like leave it on for a minute. Yeah. And you'd be like, I saw the movie. Kind of like One Tree Hill. Hot girls running around doing stuff. I don't Sometimes know they anything make out. about One Tree Hill. It was Clueless, whenever... I feel like the show was on like every day. Yeah, it was in, it was in syndication. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alicia Silverstone, dumb face, you said? Yeah, I feel like that would just, that'll do it. <laughs> like I really feel like she just like intentionally looked dumb. Is this what you were talking about? No. This? But any one of these will work. I feel like she would like bite her lip dumbly in that movie. I, like I was watching it, it was just like she got like a. There you go. She was fucking hot. I remember being like a little kid and be like, "That is a fucking hot yeah, girl." That's still the face she makes to this day. Still kind of hot. That's what she looks like right now. Ten of ten would. Yes. Let's see when this is from. Yeah. If it's from today, I'm smashing. Uh. Yeah, I mean. She was in the Wonder Years. I don't know. Scroll down, idiot. Oh, yeah, first TV appearance. Let's see. Let's see if she was hot in this. My territory. Assert my masculinity. The question was, how? Hi, Kevin. Hello. Jessica. Hi. Jessica Thomas. Just the kind of woman who could yeah, turn pretty man hot. around. All right, good Wood. Wood. Hi, I was Still? As a child? No, if I was Fred Savage. Oh, yeah. Come on, I mean, man. he's fucking savage. Bro. Fred's a savage, B. But, so I was thinking about this. Oh, um, look at this. Let me see. Fucking. Just that's a long butt. That's a solid long butt. That's a fucking, that's Catherine Heigl with the long butt. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, I guess they were doing like a comparison between Alicia Silverstone right. and, uh, yeah, her. No, but, so I was thinking about this the other day. I was thinking about it because I saw, like I said, the movie was on in a bar. And I'm like going, damn, she was fucking hot. And then I remembered. It was it was the day after Paul Rudd was named the sexiest man alive by People magazine. Oh, dude, hold on, sorry. She she threw some shade. At Paul Rudd? No, no, no. Uh Lisa Silverstone did it. Uh she said, Oh, on My Father the Hero, I didn't get it because I was a little bit heavy compared with the girl who did get it. But that was a blessing because the girl runs around in the bathing throughout the whole thing. It was the worst movie I've ever seen, and the girl was really bad. Talking about Katherine Heigel. All right. Um, Sorry to interrupt you. So, Paul Rudd. So, Paul, I was thinking about this. So, Paul Rudd in Clueless plays like a 23 year old uh, law student or lawyer, right? Uh huh. And the whole movie is kind of just about how he was trying to, and she didn't realize he was trying to bang her. And then they bang. 
Right? Yeah. They get together. You assume they bang. She's a senior in high school. She's trying to get her. She's trying to get that in. I feel like he was just being super supportive. But yeah, but they get together as a couple at the end. Yeah, I get it. But I'm saying it yeah, wasn't yeah. necessarily like he was That's doing all Bra- those things to fuck her. This is where incest porn comes from. Again, how old? When did that movie come out? Ninety-five. Ninety-five. So you're saying that and whole- now. Guys my age are getting old enough to be creeps and remembering, look, it's kind of like this weird thing. When guys hit your 30s, for a while, we talked about it in an earlier episode of the show, people put away their things and then all of a sudden they dust off the guitar when they hit their 30s. Their late 20s are going, I got to get a real job. Now they're in a new band when they're 32. This is the same thing with kinks, I think. This is why incest porn is the number one porn thing. It's not the young kids. This is creeps. If you're, and also, I'm going to throw this out there. If you're not fa- if, even if you want to jerk off to the lady in the porn, if you're not fast forwarding past the talking about the incest, you're a weirdo and a creep. Like I don't want any of that. I'm not into that. Nah, I need the context, dude. You need the context, the uh-huh. sister context. Oh, well, not necessarily the sister, but it's like, all right. So if I'm fucking a bitch, right, and then her stepmom walks in. I need that conversation between fucking stepdaughter and stepmom being like, no, it's That's okay. Fine. You can fuck him too. And I'm being just, like, oh, are you sure you're okay with this? All I'm saying is that the movie Clueless is responsible for stepsister porn. The, the one where the dude's fucking the stepsister. And it's uh, the one where... The, he's always slightly older and it's always like... And he's always slightly annoyed. He's always kind of annoyed. It's literally the plot of the movie Clueless. He doesn't really like her, but then she wins him over. She's like, come on. It, it, dude, Paul Rudd, first of all, how does that guy become sexiest man alive? When's the last time he even put out a movie? Uh, he was in Avengers Endgame. As Ant-Man? That's like four years ago. When Paul Rudd he didn't even have heat anymore. All those women are weird incest pedophiles, too. No, Paul Rudd's done some shit. By the way, Paul Rudd's way older than you think. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Even creepier. Yeah. Because he probably actually smashed in real life. Probably. I'm assuming he pulled the Scott Baio. Be disappointed if he didn't. Because, you know, Scott Baio fucked uh, Nicole Eggert. Yeah. Which, I mean, I don't know if I want to say good on him or not, but... Good on him. She boned me up, too, back in the day. Oh, he's he's in the new Ghostbusters movie this year. Didn't come out yet. Yeah, it did. Whatever, it's a PR thing, but it got me thinking. <laughs> that I feel like that movie's a big part of it. And if not, also like probably like some weird boomer shit, like, did Greg Brady ever make out with Marsha Brady in the Brady Bunch? Not in the Brady Bunch, but it was heavily rumored, and then they like did Oh, uh... in real life they smashed. Uh... That's probably part of it, too. So the rumor is that in real life they smashed, but she says they didn't. I feel like guys like around my age group, maybe, maybe a little older, and then like certainly the older folks can't. That's like a weird thing that just burns in your brain as a fantasy. Like if you didn't start jerking off to like too much porn till like later in life, like you might be weird. And you might just be like, I need the thing like you do. You fucking weirdo. Like fucking Quagmire when he finds out about the internet? Yes. Exactly. But I think it's like more like this might be the... I I really think that that movie stuck in people's heads 
because I like like I said, like it just it triggered something in me when I just like saw Alicia Silverstone with like the pen in her mouth. I was like, God damn, I thought she was so goddamn hot when I was 13. Holy fucking shit. And then I remembered that that entire movie is about her eventually fucking her stepbrother. At some point. Who's much older and who like people are like, she's just a kid. Leave her alone. And then she's just like, I'll prove I'm not just a kid to him. And then she does. Yeah. No, that's home improvement. Look. I'm like the gawk-gawk sound. I'm just saying. The movie Clueless is the reason why incest porn is popular now. Undeniable. It's the number one genre on Pornhub. It's a fact. It's a fact. You heard it here first, people. Moving on. Mike, we got to talk about the last uh, Afghani Jew. Okay. We talked about, remember there was two last Jews in Afghanistan? He's holding out. Uh, One of them left, then the other one got rescued. (laughs) And this motherfucker is in, uh, where is it? What country is he in? Hold on, I'll pull it up right now. It's so goddamn funny. This motherfucker's like, I'm not going to Israel unless you pay me $10 million. You have the article, uh, I sent it to you. Uh, He's like, I'm going back to Afghanistan unless you pay me $10 million. I refuse to be a citizen of Israel unless you pay me $10 million. I lost a lot of money in business interests in Afghanistan. And then, furthermore, asked for extra money for a new winter coat. (laughs) Like, he was like, no, 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 that's separate. Was it like 500 bucks or he wanted like a couple G stacks for that coat? I'm sure just like whatever he thinks is reasonable for a winner, probably $200. He's a pretty reasonable Jew, I'm assuming. Yeah. Well, other than the $10 million thing. Well, you know, I mean, if he lost if he lost $20 million, then $10 million is really not that He literally crazy is like, yeah, I understand that Afghanistan. Like, I think he kind of is just leveraging, what's the guy's name? Uh, his name's Zebulon. Great name. Zebulon Sementov, which... He could be an alien. He could be a Jew. Zebulon? That is the name of one of the solar opposites. Isn't it actually, though? Yes. <laughs> um, he, oh, he's in Turkey. And he's just like, well, it's cold in Turkey. I need a winter coat. But Smart. how great of a move is like, I'm going back to Afghanistan unless you give me... Because like... The Israeli government doesn't want the last Afghani Jew dying. <laughs> you know what I mean? They need, like, their weird Jewish menagerie happening out there. Oh, scroll down. Let's see. What's he doing? What do you, what do you assume he's doing in this picture, Mike? Uh, counting money. God, why are you so racist? I mean, he's looking down. His hands are clearly busy. I mean... He could be praying. I assumed he was fixing a watch. Mm. Could be spreading locks on a bagel. Mm. I saw the most possible Russian Jewish product ever uh, the other day. Smoked salmon flavored vodka. Oof. That is the most... I mean, if it was just like a... It was like a smoked herring flavored vodka, that would be the most like Russian-ass product. That you can make. We're now we're we're in second place now. Um, oh, okay. Here here's what it is. Uh, in earlier statements weeks ago, he had been insistent that he would not make Israel his final destination because he feared punitive measures over his failure to give a get to his wife. 
who has lived with his two daughters since 1998, which I a get is a. Uh, what is that? That's a, like a, a payment. Yeah, it's kind of like a payment to take care of shit. Um, however, he has since granted the divorce in a ceremony performed over Zoom, organized in Turkey by Rabbi Mendy Chitrick. Well, what the fuck is up with these Turkish Jews? Um, oh, but um, oh, she's the chairman of the Alliance of Rabbis in Islamic States. That is a dangerous job to be a woman doing. Jesus, you that is a that's a suicide. That's a suicide job, right? Like that is a just like that uh the female mayor of Kabul. That's what I'm saying. Is the female chairman of the Alliance of Rabbis in Islamic States is Jesus fucking Christ. More power to her. Uh shout out to Mendy. Um but I think this guy's the funniest fucking dude. 10 mil because you don't want me to die in Afghanistan. No one... Look, Zebulon, no one thinks you're worth $10 million. They don't even say what he does. Like, what could his Afghanistan business be that's worth $10 million? Well, it could have been multiple businesses. The real... Bring up the GDP of Afghanistan, Mike. $10 million? Yeah, but he's a Jew in Afghanistan, you know? There's only one like, of two. Yeah. So it's like how well, much could that deli possibly be making? All I'm saying is, right? You gotta figure he ran at least nineteen billion dollars. Okay, that's better than I thought it would be. You gotta figure he ran at least nine banks. Bare minimum. Nine yeah. banks? Bare minimum. He's one of two Jews in Afghanistan. Nine banks? What who else is doing it? I don't think they have a lot of banks in Afghanistan. I remember seeing... Not until the Jews got there. Not until those two Jews got there. Dude, they were franchising them out like fucking uh, like McDonald's is. 7-Eleven's a bank in Japan. Yeah, that's the that's the one area that the, you know, they had to. They ain't got no J's over there. They're all J's in Japan. Okay. You know what I mean. You're talking about the Jews. There's no Jewish Japanese. There's no Jewish Japanese? No. There's none. You're telling me somebody didn't once miss trying to commit harikari and fucking nip the tip of their cock? It's like a mazel. Yeah, but there's no moil to suck the blood out, so it doesn't count. Mm. That's true. What is the... Uh, did we get rid of that in this country? The, uh, the, the blood-sucking cock moil? The cock blood-sucking? What, are they cock blood suckers or are they blood cock suckers? Mm, cock blood suckers. Cock blood suckers. Because they suck cock blood. Yeah. Hmm. We'd have to really consult a rabbi to find out for sure. I don't think they can. I don't think they can make it illegal. Hmm. I don't I think see. they have the ability to. All right. Just because it's like the fucking Orthodox do it, dude. You can't police those motherfuckers. That's true. It's their own law. You're right. You're right, Mike. You're right. Am I saying something ignorant? No. Okay. You're not. You're not? Um, they also have their own fucking towns. I just want to reiterate that we have a reverence for the Jews on this show. Because this is this is going sideways. This is not going sideways. I'm just saying they do have their own thing that you can't fucking... That you, like, it's like... It's like the Amish. You know what I mean? The, the cops have no jurisdiction here. It's like fucking Indian land. The cops have no jurisdiction here. You know? 
You're saying there's no cops in India? All right, fine. I don't like to use the term Native American because it feels like we're fucking dancing on their grave. Straight up, if you call up a fucking... Columbus called... the Carlin talked about this years ago. Columbus was an Italian flying under, you know, sailing under the Spanish flag. So when he tried to relate Spanish words in his fucked up broken Italian back to them, uh, he called the people that he found Indians, right? He meant to say Indejo or people of God. India wasn't even called India back then. It was called Hindustan. So it wasn't like he was mistaking these people for Indians. He knew he had found the new world. And was like, yeah, these are truly the people of God. They're untouched by civilization and society. And they're fucking cool, right? So the name Indian is a fucking term of endearment and celebration versus calling them Native American, which is like, yeah, they're native to our land because we want to fight against them. All right. It feels offensive to call them Native American. You got real uh, smart there. That's the one thing you've ever known on this show. It's strictly because I learned it from George Carlin. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. All right. We're going to move on. You know what we're moving on to, Mike? The fine people at BlueChew.com. Good, good, good. Uh, uh, here's the thing about BlueChew.com. Uh, they're an online pharmacy. What they do is uh, they prescribe you things based on a – you take a quick questionnaire, and uh, they give you these tablets. Ooh. You chew on them. Okay. And what do they do once you chew? Uh, they got the same ingredients as Viagra or Cialis. Oh, yeah. You know, oh, yeah. Snap to a Slim Jim. That's what you'll be saying to this bitch because your dick will be hard and rigid like a Slim Jim. You might not want to snap. I'll tell you this right now. Uh, one time I was on a lot of Oxycontin and I once asked a girl to bite my dick because I was like, I don't think I could feel anything right now. And I'll tell you this right, Mike. I couldn't even feel what she bit my dick. I was like, bite it. Bite it. Bite it. Did she draw blood? No. Mm. Pussy. But <laughs> you don't have that problem if you go to the fine people at bluechew.com. Use the promo code GOON. Here's the thing. You're going to get a whole month of hard dicks completely free. You're just going to pay $5 shipping. That's $5 shipping if you go to bluechew.com. Promo code is GOON. Moving on. Mike, we got to do uh, one last thing, and we'll get the fuck out of here. I talked a little bit on the last episode. You were not there, but the Kyle Rittenhouse trial is going on. Hell yes. Um, it, it's a shit show. It seems like he's probably going to not go to jail at all. What? For uh, real? Do you not know this? It kind of seems like he's going to get off on a lot of these things because they won't even... They, I feel like they got to be able to get him on some sort of n- negligent something. You know what I mean? There's like a are million. Are you allowed to be crossing state lines with a gun like that? Uh, they threw out the gun charge today, Mike. He wasn't old enough to be possessing that type of weapon as a form of protection because he'd be 17 at the time. So why did they throw it out? Uh, judge seems to be a little biased. Um, here's the thing. I, I said on the last episode, I said it on High Society this week, I don't think Kyle Rittenhouse should go to jail for life. He should probably go to jail for a little bit of time. Um, Here's the problem. If he goes to jail for a little bit of time, he's not making it out. No, he'll make it out. He'll be fine. Why would he be fine? Why would 
Because the, the only way he's going to be fine is if he joins the Aryan Brotherhood first day. And the motherfucker was crying no, they'll on the put stand. Him, they'll put him in protective custody. Why? Like how? They can put him in protective custody for the entire... Yes. All right, fine. Then he's going to go insane from living in solitary for fucking Maybe 23 hours a day. His life is fucked anyway. Yeah. I'm just saying, he's like, in the actual scope of the law, I think the kid deserves to go to jail for probably six years. You know what I mean? He shouldn't have been... I, I, I legitimately think he went into a situation... There's got to be something to be said for the fact that you're essentially... By being somebody who's vocally anti what's going on where you are and brandishing a firearm, you're creating a worse situation than already exists. That's That's fine. I don't think he's a bad kid. I don't think he necessarily went there to kill black people, as people are saying... But they threw this thing out. Uh, um, but also this prosecutor, I keep finding out, I don't care about some of the nuances of these major trials. Tom here was telling me, so uh, Tom, our ad guy, uh-huh. who's a mostly nice guy. He's got a uh, Hitler youth haircut. You don't say. Um, and sometimes I, uh, he's from Philly, so I assume he's a racist. <laughs> Um, no offense to the city of Philadelphia, but I've been there. You're all racist. Um, um, it's, he was pointing out that the prosecutor who's been bumbling the entire time, he put the guy on the stand who was like, uh, who had, who kind of just fucked their whole case and was like, yeah, I pointed a gun at him before he started firing. Uh, but apparently he's been changing his Star Wars pin every day, the prosecutor. (laughs) I did hear about this. Even for what a dork. First of all, why do you have a? Even if you're a guy who wears a Star Wars pin every day, which I bet he's not. I bet he was like, they're gonna notice me for this, and they're gonna think I'm great. He like started wearing Star Wars pins, but now there's a video of him. Now you're in a gun trial, and it's heavily being watched. This is this might be the one trial. That, you know, they're saying if he gets acquitted, there might be some riots. There might be some white people that riot if he goes to jail for life. Okay. Motherfuckers love this motherfucker. These, like, these, like, heavy right-wing no, people we love know. this. We know. We looked up, remember his fucking uh, GoFundMe? Was that, like, a milli by, like, a day? People love this motherfucker. And, like, mookish fucking right-wing guys love Kyle Rittenhouse. Mm. Um. So what I'm saying is this. Is, like... uh. What was I saying, Mike? I'm fucking drunk. Uh, you were saying the thing? Okay, look. About how much people love Kyle Rittenhouse, now the whites are going to fucking riot if he does, if he well, gets to mu- jail for life. If, if, he, if he goes to jail, if he goes to jail for life. You got, the, you got all these right-wing guys watching this, and then it's a gun trial. It's a gun, it's a, a lot of times this comes down to, in the court of public opinion, a lot of the times the, some of the right-wing stuff that comes down is, these people don't know about guns. That happens a lot in the discourse. And I think that's true. I think a lot of times people don't understand how much gun safety is put forth by people who are into guns. They do it in the children. They do it in everything they're talking about. Show me the picture of the prosecutor holding uh, the gun at the jury today. The guy who wears Star Wars pins uh, picked up the same gun uh, and held it up in the courtroom. Uh Uh-huh. And he looked like this. 
What the fuck is wrong with that dude? He's mean? got his finger on the trigger and he's pointed at the... That's like the number one you're an asshole move. <laughs> yeah, that is. Is to have your finger on the... Tr- I don't care if there's no clip in that gun. You look like a massive unprofessional asshole to everybody on the other side of your argument. Uh-huh. You just nullified your argument. What the fuck is going on with the nonsense, silly shit between... This is happening in Kenosha. Was are, are people just goofy there? Um, like in Wisconsin. Like I understand that they have that silly accent, which I find retardedly attractive in women. Like if you give me a chunky, pale blonde girl with that, don't you know? Like I instantly will bone up. Love it. What is going on with the men in this state? <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, like, if those are your two biggest examples of, like, masculinity. Three. The crying child, the Star Wars pin, and the judge with the fucking phone that goes off with the full ringtone. Mm. Yeah, I do love a Midwest bitch. Oof, I love it. But it's just, it's just a thing that I wanted to bring up before we get the fuck out of here. I think this kid's going to get off, and I think this is going to be a weird problem. Nobody's talking about the fucking race trial that is a slam dunk, and that guy's going to jail, is the one, the jogger thing. Remember this father and son shot that black guy? No. Who was jogging? Oh, the, the, in the, in they were like, that guy's going, yeah, that's not, you know why that's not news? That guy's going to jail. Yeah, because it was clearly fucked up. Murder. Moving on. <laughs> Shout out to the fine people at YoDelta.com. Mike, my, my, YoDelta is a Delta 8 THC company. Uh, you know what they do? They make Delta 8 THC flour that's amazing. It's good for you. It's delicious. Uh, it's better than Delta 9 THC. Here's why. Uh, anywhere Delta 9 THC, regular THC or whatever, is illegal. There's a good chance Delta 8 is legal. And you can get high on it. You eat the gummies, and you get all fucked up. And you go to YoDelta.com, uh, promo code GAS, and you get 25% off, Mike. Did you know that? I did hear that. Where'd you hear that? Uh, on another episode of Notes of a Goon. You're listening to the archive? Always. People should be listening to the archive, man. Yeah, if you dude. use the promo code uh, GOON in the archive, your fucking brain will loop into a fucking weird way. It's not just because you're high on Delta ATHC gummies. It's because you're So go to YoDelta.com, use the promo code GAS, you're going to get 25% off your order of vapes, gummies, whatever the fuck you want from those motherfuckers. I personally recommend the gummies. They're good. YoDelta.com, promo code is GAS, 25% off. All right, moving on. Mike, we're going to do a couple of plugs and get the fuck out of here. Your Twitter and Instagram is DM Harrington, correct? Yes, sir. You have anything else you need to plug? Yeah, come and check out a show at Brooklyn Comedy Club this weekend. You should come. When am I going to be there this weekend, Mike? I think well, I I'm do. in Chicago this weekend with Robbie Bernstein. Those are shows you? are sold out or I would have pl- plugged you, them. You put in your fucking avails for this weekend, motherfucker, and I booked you for Friday night at midnight. I'm here Friday. Good. Can I have a show before that? Maybe. Tell the people. Thursday? Maybe. Thursday at 10? May Thursday at nine. It, Thursday at nine. You might get a guest spot on that. 
a, a full spot for the people listening to the show? Might get a guest full spot. Full paid spot? Might get a guest spot. I got to be here at 9. I got to be here at 8 to do high side, and I'm going to go right across the bridge. Full spot. Brooklyn guest Comedy spot Club, 9 o'clock. Show. Guest spot at the end of the show. This Maybe. Is, this is the level of respect I get? Chris, I'm already you. You're hosting a show on Friday. You're probably going to work me for a guest spot on fucking the late show on Friday. I'll do a full spot on that show. All right, this is wild. Um, I will be in Chicago with Robbie Bernstein. I believe both shows are sold out. But uh, c- December 9th, coming to the tiny cupboard. Come see me. Mike's going to be there hanging out, right, Mike? Oh, of course. Why do you sound like you're lying? Because I have a show at my club that night, and you know it. You can take off. <laughs> Took off for your brother's wedding. Okay, that's fair. This is this on the level of my brother's wedding. I, I feel like it is. Zach Amico's going to be there. Shane Smith's going to be there. I see Zach Amico. You know, Zach Amico did a spot in my club last week. It's different. Okay. Tiny cupboard, December 9th. Headlining that shit. Come through. Uh, tickets are available. They're free if you get them in advance. Go to my Twitter at Chris from BKOYN. It's the pinned tweet right there. Uh, or you can go to tinycover.com, get a ticket of that. And that's what I'm really trying to push out there. But, you know, follow me at Chris from BKO on Twitter and Instagram. Uh, good night. Well, show me the way to the next whiskey bar. Oh, don't ask why. Oh, don't ask why. Show me the way to the next whiskey bar. I tell you we must die I tell you, I tell you, I tell you we must die
say goodbye.